Whoa. Whoa, it's the illusion reporting from somewhere on spaceship Earth. Daddy, watch. Uh, good evening. It's Daddy, it's watch. There you go. Yup. Good evening. It's another edition of Sober Wednesday. No, don't practice bad habits. All right, go and do your thing. You can do an you can do a class when you get it figured out. Whoa, it's uh it's Sober Wednesday here. Um this is the hour dedicated to those who suffer. Whether you suffer from alcoholism, mental depression, suicidal thoughts, drug addiction, food addiction, sex addiction, gambling addictions, whatever it is that's getting between you and an abundant and beautiful relationship with a God of your understanding, this hour is for you. And um, we just ask that those that are here understand that this space is provided for people that are overwhelmed by the uh, situation on Spaceship Earth as we understand it right now. We're trying to offer solution and a place for people to realize there is a solution. So act accordingly. And with that, let's open it up with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't, the wisdom to know the things. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I can, the wisdom to know God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't. The wisdom to... Dude, I've fully forgotten it. God, grant me the serenity. What? I'm, I'm going to do my thing, bud, okay? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I... I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Thanks, bird. All right, good work, bud. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Wow. Well, let's see. Life's a team sport. <coughs> Owl came in and uh, saved the day on that one. Boy, oh boy, dude. Ben Miller, thank you. Hit one year sobriety a couple days ago. Not as prosperous, as happy if I wanted to be, but any tips? All right, dude, we'll get into that. Um, I'm going to get right back to you, dude, Ben, because that's right where you're supposed to be. That is right where you're supposed to be, but congratulations to you around the sun, dude. So um, this is not an AA meeting. We're not affiliated with AA in any way, but we do read chapter five from the big books of alcoholics anonymous on page 58 how it works rarely have we seen a person fail who's thoroughly followed our path those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to the simple program usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves there are such unfortunates they are not at fault They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those, too, who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you are willing to go to any length 
to get it, then you're ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go. Absolutely. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that, we, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove these shortcomings, these remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends with, to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with him as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and practice these principles in all of our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, what in order? I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. None among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we're willing to go along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter of the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And C, that God couldn't wait if we were sought. All right, I got to be right back. I got to check something. Okay, let's get uh, let's get to Ben here, cause Ben's right right where it's at, man. All right, Ben. So you got to just kind of be ready to answer. Are you ready to answer a couple of questions along along the way here? Cause that'll help. So Ben's a year sober, right? And and Ben's a year sober. Congratulations, Ben. Um, a couple days ago, not as prosperous and happy as I would have wanted to be. So, so that's, that's a, that's pretty standard. So, so Ben, let me ask you, are you acts, are you working the steps with like some other alcoholics or sober people? Like, are you doing, are you going, doing the work? Question number one. And cause doing the work is key to this whole deal. Because if you're not, if, if, if whether we are not doing the work is definitely re- reflected in our perception of the reality we're in. So that, that's the first question I need. And then I can go from there, Ben. And, and trust me, it's just be fully, thoroughly transparent because none of us can see you. 
But uh, yeah, it's 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 one of those things. Uh, gambling addiction, that's real, dude. Yeah, it's the uh, there. Your brain produces some sort of uh, chemical reaction from losing, dude. It's very interesting. Um, dun dun dun. So. I have one other buddy that is sober and we kind of help each other. We don't have a group though, which is definitely the, there. Okay. So Ben, there you go. Is, is that like, I can tell right from your comment. That's exactly what's going on is because again, it's not, it's not about the drugs or the alcohol or the gambling or the food or whatever it is that you're putting inside of you and stopping that. It's uncovering the reason why you do those things to yourself. And the reason we, the one of the reasons we do these things to ourselves is the self-talking mind tells us that we're inadequate, that we're failures, that, that we don't, that, that we want to achieve things we can't achieve. So therefore it looks like we have a state of lack. So my first tip to the thing is you got to get with, with some some strangers and and get a group of people and go through the steps, dude. Because uh, because again, not drinking or drugging is is the, is the first half. Look, look. So we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, whatever or drugs or whatever it is. That's that's the first half of the first sentence. So if you've only just gotten rid of the drugs and the alcohol. You've only done one half of the first step. And it sounds like you can admit that uh, you have unmanageability because if you had manageability, you could be happy and prosperity to your heart's content right now. But again, the view that we have of what what is happiness and prosperity alters radically over the course of sobriety, right? And so, so again, is, is... if you're not doing the work on the steps, then you then you got you know how do you come to to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity? Because insanity is is the uh, is the problem we we have. Thinking that one of the insane things is we constantly keep repeating to ourselves that we can fix it, that it's supposed to look a certain way. But it can't because it's unmanageable. It's not in our hands. But that's why you've got to admit that you there's a that you can re- be restored to sanity. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. And um, and once you can admit that what you've been doing has led you towards insanity, then you actually can make a made a make a decision. It's making a decision to turn our turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand Him. And that's where the rubber meets the road, right? Because we make a decision. Like, that's where we finally get to make a decision, right? Because we were powerless over alcohol and drugs, right? We're not making any decisions right there. Our lives have become unmanageable. We're not, we're obviously, unmanageability means we're not making any decisions. And the decisions that we're making are unmanageable, right? So, by default, we're not really making the right decisions, dude. So we're not having any power there. And came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Well, we're looking for something right there. And then 
may, and then once you realize that you're probably living in, in insanity, we turn our will and our lives out of the care of God as we understand Him. And then with the real work begins, right? Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And that gets to where you're at, where, where Ben, where it's going on, is, is once we make a, a fearless and a moral inventory of ourselves, we do begin to discover a couple things about how we perceive our experience up to this this time, right? Like we do we do get to look at what we view as happiness, what we do get to view as success and prosperity. And I think what a lot of people find along this journey is that what we viewed as happiness or prosperity or success was actually like the exact opposite of that. You know, you you find people that have sacrificed true love for the infatuation of happiness, right? The infatuation of of short-term prosperity because we live in that society, right? Like short-term games, like let me have it now. You can be super happy and prosperity in the now principle of like, yeah, give it to me now. I got to have it now. I got to have it now and not pay any attention to the consequences, right? But that's without God, right? God would have you understand that that kind of that kind of gathering of these things is not exactly what is happiness nor prosperity, right? And so as we do the work, we begin to understand that that our that we're out of our minds, man. That 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 we're actually crazy people. That that and the gift we get is of sobriety is we get the tools to restore store us back to sanity, right? And that's why we can't do this with a buddy. Like it, that's like again, Ben. My my advice is just go to a meeting of, of, go to a meeting and get with a group of strangers. And get a sponsor, somebody that you don't know. See, the reason you want a sponsor that's somebody you don't know is they got no skin in the game, dude. Dude, you're not going to get an honest response from your friend or your wife or your boss or whatever because they have a vested interest one way or the other for you responding a certain way, dude. And so... What you need is a complete stranger that doesn't know you from Adam or Eve, as the case may be, and can give you some brutal honesty. You want someone who's going to tell you that what you're about to do is idiotic. You want someone that's going to tell you the reason that you don't have happiness or abundance is because of the stupid things you do to sabotage all that, right? And, and, and again, as is you want someone who's going to be brutally honest with you because up till this point, if you're trying to achieve sobriety, you have been brutally lying to yourself on many levels and you wonder why you're unhappy or you're alone or you're not as prosperous as you would hope to be. So that is why we go and get sponsors and join the rooms and do the work and do the steps is because left to our own devices, dude, we'll just spin our wheels, dude. And so you need to take that year you just got that one trip around the sun. You got to hold on to that with precious, precious 
life. And now it's time to, to get on the game. Because right now, as if you've, if you've conquered the, the, the sobriety part, like not putting the drugs and alcohol in your body, now it's time to focus on the sobriety part, right? Because they're both, both parts of the sobriety. But one is one will leave you as you are. Why am I not as prosperous and happy as I think I should be? And the second one will, will fill in the blanks, right? And, and again, is, is life's a team sport. Sobriety's a team sport. And we need, we need outside influences. So let me, uh, let me just see breaking the chains. Ham wanted to run something by you. So my job has been getting pretty bad. And honestly, I'm, it's running me down to the point of relapse. I'm planning on leaving and going back to school and focusing on new career and restoring clarity. Well, it seems pretty serious breaking the chains. Again, it's almost the same thing that I just, you got you to gotta check your, your head. Daddy, do you want? Sure, that's fine. That's easy. That's fine. Yeah, that is. Easy. All right, that's sober Wednesday. That's easy. Um, oh, daddy! Yeah. You figured out the hand thing. Yeah. No. There you go. Middle of the middle of the chuck. There it is. You got it. Good work. All right. Um, under the under the leg. So, um, so breaking the chains. Oh, you got to do some deep diving on yourself, man. You know, it's the same, like how, like, how well are you taking care of yourself right now? Like, how well are you taking care of yourself? Are you being of service? Are you, are you working the program? I mean, I sense and I, and I gather if I recall breaking the chains, you've got like over a decade of sobriety, correct? Like... You should call me tomorrow. I know you got my number. Just call me tomorrow, man. But but for the sake of argument that that uh, let's say you got a bunch of time. So you have Ben who just got a year. You have someone who might have a couple days here. You have somebody who might have fifteen years, right? Twenty five years. It doesn't matter because all we have is the day we're in, right? So our happiness is directly contingent upon our spiritual connectivity. Our outside life is a direct reflection on our spiritual condition, right? So if we're not happy at the core of our being, then our outside world, no matter how rad it is, will look somewhat unhappy. And then we will be like, I need to do something to restore that clarity, right? And, and again, is, is that, that like, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do this, a new career, new that. That's great. Everyone should be willing to, like, change their, their game. But you got to get to the core of why you're not happy where you're at, right? Because if you, if you don't fix that, it doesn't matter if you go get a new career. It doesn't matter if you move somewhere. It doesn't matter if you get a new girlfriend, a new boyfriend, a new Ferrari, a new Datsun pickup truck. It doesn't matter because the reason that you're not like, like in, in a super good place is because something inside of you is off kilter 
And it just might be simply the fact that you haven't checked in with your, your network. And, and, and I'll throw this is for many of us is like the last two years through us, especially if, if you were pretty doing the program and going to meetings and doing all that stuff, like two years ago, for any of us, many of us, it just stopped cold turkey, dude. We had to fit, go on our own. And we adjusted our lives accordingly. Like, I, I, for me, like, this keeps me on track, dude. Like, yeah, Wednesday and being of service and talking to people and picking up the phone and, like, being of service, right? So what I, what I get with you breaking the chains is, like, I would suggest there's something underneath the surface that you may not be looking at wholeheartedly with thorough honesty and an outside set of eyes to go, oh, that's what's really going on here. And I'm all for getting a new career or changing your, your reality. I think that's one of the beautiful gifts we get being sober, but we have to be very careful why we're doing it. Because if we're doing it based upon a problem and we don't solve that problem, we'll just take that problem with us too. And again, is, is, the problem is is a gift, right? Like the reason that that the reason that you're not like Ben isn't as happy or as prosperous as you'd want to be at a year sober, and the reason that that you know breaking the chains is is not where he wants to be, where he's risking relapse, dude. Like that's code red, dude. That's code red because the further you get away from the last drink, dude, the like the 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 easier it is to fall off the cliff, man. So so again is is the relapse is at the warning sign. You've you've hoisted the flag up. Now now what you do with the red flag again is is up to you. Because there's one who has all power, that one is God, may you find him. Now, so the red flag that you're seeing, it may look like, the, what, it, what is it here? It's, uh, my job has been getting pretty bad and honestly, it's running me down. It's legit, man. It's legit. But the reason that it's doing that to you is it's God trying to talk to you. It's God going, hey, breaking the chains, dude. Like, what's going on, man? Like what? What? What are you? What are you caught up with here? What are you doing? Like why? Why is this? Why are you not great, grateful? Why are you bringing this into your situation? Well, it's outside. It's outside. It's outside. But it's never outside because you're the only common denominator in the story, right? So you have to again dig in on self and go, okay, what it is? But self can't reveal self to self. So you have to go to another person and tell them what is going on with self so they can go, dude, it's not the job, bro. It's, it's, the, uh, it's this other thing. It's, it's because, you know, you've got some unfinished business with mom, dad, the uncle, the IRS, whatever it may be. There is some reason that the surface level stuff is, is not working out. And you're like, ah, I just got to change the surface level stuff. If only, right? And, and, and what I what I'm saying is like you sound like you're ready for a change and good for you, dude. Change is awesome. But change for the sake of escaping your present is is a minefield. And many people do not 
navigate that because you just, wherever you go, there you are, right? Wherever you go, there you are. So whatever's making you unhappy right here, right now, isn't going to change till you change it, man. And, and again, as God's giving you an opportunity to, uh, till you, uh, till you figure it out. And, and again, is it's, it's just asking God to, to come into your life and, and give you the tools that you need. So I would, so I think that it's very interesting. I, I would say that, that I think that's, that Ben and breaking the chains are, are perfect bookends of the same problem at different ends of the, of the, of the, the time code, right? You know, Ben just got a year. Ah, uh, yeah, I made it a year, but I'm not where I want to be. Okay, that's great. Like, like, and breaking the chains has got a bunch of time, not where he wants to be. That's great. Because that, that means that you're, you want more out of your life. I, so I remember I was going to these meetings up at, at in, uh, in Camarillo, right? I was going to this, this old, like, you know, Alano club type place with a bunch of old crusties and, I'd been doing the, uh, I'd been doing this other kind of AA for a while. And it was like all like sort of super high minded spirituality stuff. And it almost got me killed because I needed to go down and dirty. So I was down and dirty with these down and dirty alcoholics, like real, real rock guts, you know? And, um, you know, they were doing a lot of time in the room, a lot of, a lot of sober 50 years, this and that. And then I, I hung out there for about a year and I was like, these dudes are fully content being here, right? Fully content being in this room forever and doing the same thing. And that works for them. But for me, I was like, I need more out of sobriety. I want more out of sobriety. I don't just want to end up here. I want, I want to take it to the next level. And, and again, it was that, yeah, Bert, what's up? You think this is a good gun for him? Yeah, yeah. Here, wait. Here's your Mando that you put in the pocket. Here. Oh, there's Mando. Safe keeping the Mando, and um, so so again is is change is good, man. And it, and again is 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 it's not to it just don't let it pass. And so breaking the chains, call me tomorrow. I know you, I'm pretty sure you got my number. If not, email me. Like we're all going through it, man. Uh. Uh, I definitely agree on fixing the core problem, man. I think I've just let the system run me down unchecked. It's definitely look within and meditate on this. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah, it's due. We're all in, we're all at the same place, dude. This has been a brutal, brutal time to, uh, to be truly connected and maintaining like sobriety and spirituality because, the, the everything that you could possibly want to throw you off has been occurring, right? And and we're tired, dude. Like, look, I would say, like, if you would talk to me, I think I was making videos about this, like, two couple months ago. I was exhausted, man. Like, spiritually tired. Two years of, like, hold the line, diamond souls. Don't, don't crack. Don't flip out. Don't lose your mind. Don't 
Don't charge the Citadel. Don't do anything. Just maintain, dude. And and deal with life. And let me tell you, dude, like, like a lot of it, like, because this is like an open medium, like you don't know about. And, and life's very complicated and has all of its hecticness. And so for like all of last year, like I just had to maintain my presence, like in the chaos and like let it work itself out. And, and the only thing that I could affect was myself and my ability just to be what it is, man, and not judge it and be willing to go on the ride. And here I am. It's like, I, I think I got past that fatigue and, and I've, you know, and, and again, is, is if you're anything like me, breaking the chains is like the, now that the facade is faded and you weren't wrong and you were holding the line for all the right reasons and maintaining your sobriety and maintaining your job and maintaining your house and your friends and being of service and God and all of that stuff. Like you got to the end where like we weren't wrong, but like it's almost exhausting to be like, oh my goodness, it was that crazy for that long. Like, oh wow, what was I up against? When you like look back on the last couple of years, like, we now see that we expended a huge amount of metaphysical energy maintaining the diamond souls, right? Holding the line, not cracking, not succumbing to the, to the chaos, right? We, we really now get to be like, whoa, that was gnarly, man. And so, and so you're, you're, I think breaking the change, you're right where you are, man. And, and same with you, Ben, like, dude, Ben, you picked an awesome time to get sober, dude. Like in the middle of the, uh, spaceship earth shit storm, dude, you, you were like, I'm getting sober. Like I'm thinking about where were we, where were we a year ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was going on a year ago, dude? You're like, oh, it's now is the time. I go, that's a brave, bold warrior move, bro. So, oh, and I wanted to hit on this, Ben. With the, I'm not kind of where I want to be and not as happy as I want, want type of thing, right? Look at where you were the day before you got sober a year ago, where you were. And look at that where you are now. Like you're actually like, focusing in on, I want my life to be better. A year ago, you were like, my life sucks. I just want to get sober, right? Think about how far you've come, Ben. Like seriously, think about how far you come. Take a real good look at yourself in the mirror right now and go, holy smoke, where I was a year ago before I got sober and where I am now, I have happiness. I have prosperity because the dude who got sober or the gal who got sober was miserable and unhappy and not prosperous. And now you have sobriety. Do the greatest gift you've ever, that you will ever get, man. Because that sobriety is directly based upon a spiritual understanding of something much greater than yourself. So, so give yourself a high five, Ben, and you too, breaking the chains and anybody else who's, who's made it this far, right? Because this isn't easy on any level, dude. I, all right, skank hunt, 42. I'm four days sober from drinking a fifth a day. I had the worst shakes the past couple of days, but getting better. Skank hunt, 
yeah, I bet you did. That's a lot, dude. I'm glad you didn't die, dude. Again, I will, I will put scan cut. Thank you for this. I will put the cautionary tale out there. There's only two detoxes that will kill you is severe alcoholism to alcohol, heavy duty drinking and benzos. So I highly advise if you're a super gnarly, critical, slugging down hard liquor person or you're addicted to benzos that you do seek outside help before you go cold turkey. And the outside help can just be somebody to make sure you don't croak because detoxing off of alcohol, if you're drinking that much, could kill you. I'm glad you made it. But Ben, I mean, scan cut, get with Coke, call an AA meeting and get some help in with you right now because you, you don't want to go back, dude. Super empowering way to frame it. Thank you. Ah, oh, right on, Ben. Yeah, dude. Just realize how far you've come. I know it's it again. Is this is why we we do need to be in a group of. Again, I'm going to pitch it again. Is is why? What's a good reason to be in a fellowship of AA? Well, what's a good reason? I mean, besides, you got somewhere to go. Besides finding a sponsor and doing the commitments and meeting some new people. You know what else is really good? You get to see what it looks like when people go out. You get to see the, the empty seat and you get to be like, oh, that dude had a bunch of time and, and went out. And now he came back like a month later to just run over by the bus. So, so again, is, is the, uh, well, don't say no, never scan cunt 42. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the dangerous thing. Dude, just give yourself today, man. Don't, don't talk about tomorrow. Don't think about tomorrow. Just get, your, get through the day-to-day. And, my, and seriously, Skank Hunt, my advice is to, to go to a meeting, call, call AA Central Office, wherever you are, and, and get with some people and let them help you, dude, because uh, it really is a team sport. And I'll tell you what, the person you're helping beside yourself is the person you're calling. So I had a cool, I had a cool, um, seriously, cold turkey, booze, benzos, and didn't sleep for five days. Didn't hesitate to seek. Yeah, don't hesitate to seek medical, Kyle. Like, I'll tell you, dude, like, it's real. And you can get that stuff. It, Dude, I'm telling you, like, you can get that stuff on the, on the cheap, too, if you're not, you know, that kind of detoxing. Some digital detox. I'm right there with you breaking the chains. Yeah, I'm I'm with you breaking the chains, the digital i I'm I'm on that same program too, dude. This it's all gnarly, dude. Tomorrow's a great day to end the problem. How about today, double edge? Today's the best day ever to 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 uh to end the problem. Hey, Hamish, I had three years of sobriety and I just relapsed about two months ago. I feel horrible and ashamed and guilty. I hate myself for relapsing. Again, is 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 don't get caught up in that, man. We're alcoholics, dude, drug addicts, dude. That's what we do. So, so instead of doing the victim consciousness, right? Instead of feeling ashamed and guilty, go, it's a cunning and baffling disease. It says so right here. It's cunning, baffling, and powerful. So you have the, uh, I'm on day four now. Any advice could, you could give a man? Dude, go get, you got to go get with some people, dude. I don't know if you're doing the program or what, but. Turn yourself in, man. Turn yourself into some other drug addicts and alcoholics and, and raise your hand and go, dude, I just, I just went out, man. And, and you'll understand that it's okay. 
It's just what you do with it, dude, because you've gained more knowledge. Now, they, they say you don't lose your time. You just change your date, right? So, so again, is, is why, is, why is the relapse so brutal? That, it's written right there, dude, the guilt and the shame of it, dude. It's not the fact that you relapsed. It's the fact that God gave you a chance and you gave God the bird by doing your self-will run riot and you went insane and you figured you could solve that problem by drinking or drugging again and you realize you can't and so now you're like, oh my God, like what? And so enough with that, enough with the self-indulgence of guilt and shame. Dude, we're alcoholics, we're drug addicts. It's what we do. It's okay. It's just time to tr- do it differently. Whatever you did on the last three years, change up, change it up, dude. Take the strong... Look, again, I don't know how people get s- sober without a sponsor and commitments and a super regimented schedule of, of meetings and stuff. Dude, trust me, the only reason I've been able to pull off the last couple of years is because like, I'm super serious about it. Uh, right on. Trill, 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 dilly, Yeah, dude, it's it's just jump back in the game, man. Just go raise your hand again and just go, dude. I'm I'm here. I'm so and so. I relapsed. I got four days. I need a new sponsor. I want I want this and grab it like a drowning person, dude. Accountability is a big part, and not only helping yourself but reaching out and helping others. It helps more than you think. Yeah, dude. Again, is, is accountability is the whole key, dude. Is, is, is it super important, man? You can start AA right now, dude. Exactly. Uh, the, the beauty of today's things, like you can literally go online and get like an Australian meeting right now. Or, dude, there's, there's meetings going, getting ready to turn on in the UK, like morning meetings and stuff, dude. The beauty, uh, one of the bonuses of what's happened in the last couple of years is it's all online now. You, there's no excuse any, anymore to suffer, man. There really isn't. And, you know, that's why I do what I do is just to get you, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gateway sobriety guy. Like, I'm the gateway sobriety. If, if, if pot's a gateway drug, I'm gateway sobriety. I'm just here to get you to realize there's a, bigger world of sober people out there and we're not we're not out to judge you we're not out to harm you we're out to actually just help ourselves by helping you look it's let me be super clear about it like i do this because i'm selfish and i want to hang on to what i got and the only way i can do that is by giving it away right if i don't give away this like it's a what hour a week right and um, if I don't give this away, dude, I might, I might lose everything, dude. Like, and that's no joke, dude. It's like people say, think that's a joke. It's not a joke, dude. You just go talk to anyone who's like really like relapsed. And like, I mean, I'm sure truly to do. Yeah, like just feeling that way about yourself must is, seems horrible, man. And so we need to be serious about it. You know, it's cool. Like, like, so this, this hour I do, right. And it, it happens. So I was, uh, I'm going to keep it under wraps, but so I would, the other day I was at a, at a pool skating, right. I was at a pool skating and, and, uh, 
there was a young ripper there, like super gnarly ripping skater. And he's like, dude, like, I, wa- he probably, I, hope, you, I hope you're listening, brother. He was like, I'm, I watch your show. And like, you, like, and we got into this big conversation before he started skating about like, you know, what he was facing and what was going on. And, and we were talking and the whole thing. And, and I'll tell you what, like bumping into that dude the other day up at the pool and and knowing that like this had something to do with where he's coming from that keeps me on track man that's god like returning the favor dude like it's just it's it's a symbiotic relationship and so i i'm just going to say it again the one way you can really help this planet this reality your community is to actually Get a hold of somebody and ask for help. Because when you ask for somebody for help, you're helping them more than they can help you. And it's a very interesting concept to really truly understand is is the help you hope to receive, you got to give, right? So that means you got like that person that you're calling for help, you're giving them the gift of being able to help you. It's a gift, man. It is, you're giving someone the most beautiful gift ever. And I know you're coming from a place of brokenness or suicidal thoughts or loaded or ah, and my life's a disaster type of stuff. And you don't think that you have anything to offer. Like what if the one, the what if you have the most powerful thing that any human being has to offer? is relying on another human being for help. What if that's like the what if that's the whole gig right there because we think about how powerful it is to let to turn to God and let God help you, right? And if and if we understand the depth of that like on a personal level with this God of our understanding, right? Imagine you just giving that gift to another human being. Imagine you just calling some other person and going, "Hey man, I'm about to like jump off the bridge, dude. And and I don't know what to do. And that other person's not going to like save you. You're going to save each other. It's not a one-way street, man. So again is is that thing of not reaching out to people or picking up the phone or calling the suicide prevention number or calling AA central office or going to a meeting and raising your hand and asking for help, you're denying somebody else the gift, the gift that God gave them, right? Which was to return the gift that God gave them, right? So, so I don't, I just don't want anyone to think that, that, that asking for help is a, like a bad thing. It's the ultimate like gift for somebody. And when you do it, you are really doing something beautiful for another human being. Because I'll tell you what, when, when our, like as a sober person, my primary purpose is not to raise children, is not to be a good husband. My primary purpose is to help another alcoholic achieve sobriety, right? I get all this other stuff because I, that's my primary purpose, right? Because that primary purpose is directly manifesting God's grace, 
Like it's it's not that 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 that's before God. It's just God's everything, right? And that's like the one focal point that you can actually tune in to the whole big picture of what God is is to help another alcoholic achieve sobriety or overcome drug addiction or whatever, not kill themselves, feel, you know, all of these things, right? Is, is, that's my primary purpose. So, so translate that. What is my, what is, what is my business? What am I about in this life? It's saving lives, man. And I don't mean that in some flip egotistical wave like my job is to show up in life as a sober spiritual example of God's grace God's dignity sobriety's gift and help someone who thinks there's no alternative to this human experience except checking out and don't think that alcoholism and drug addiction aren't suicide they absolutely are just the most brutal slow-paced form of suicide humanly available dude i mean it's quicker to starve yourself to death than to drink yourself to death or drug yourself to death yeah you might you might get the the hot shot and that's that but for most of us dude, it's just a long brutal decades upon decades of just grimness dude right so don't don't discount what it is that we do by being of service and that's why again is like i again i don't know how you stay sober without being of service to other people and picking up the pieces and helping other people achieve sobrieties dude because because that's my primary purpose, right? That is my primary purpose, is to, is to work for God, right? And God's like, yeah, dude, let, so let me give you a, let me give you a, dude, like, like, like if this all works out here in the next couple of weeks, dude, you're gonna see like what it looks like, dude. Like we're about to come to the end of the fire chapter, like for reals, dude, like, it's exciting times, man. But again, as this only happened because I was willing to be of service to my my community, my my wife, my children, my friends, strangers, you know. And so God's like, let me, uh, let me, let me, let me show it. Let me put it on blast, dude. So yeah, don't hesitate to pick up the phone and call that call that person out there, dude. Um, I know what you mean. I'm a stoner, but now I celebrate with a, a beer here and there. But if you have to be high 24-7, you need to fix your life in inner peace. You should be high off your life, dude. Yeah, man. You know, whatever works, dude. Again, I got no problem with people that are that, that enjoy a drink or a puff or a snort or a toot or whatever it is. Like, good for you, man. I sure do. <laughs> Oh, let's see, Von D. Budgie. Dude, for years I felt weed was something that helped me connect to God. It worked great until, oh, the weed has turned on you, dude. Yeah, the weed turns on everybody eventually, dude. That's, uh, yeah, the weed, the weed turned on me first, man. Yeah, the weed. The, what, dude, I'm telling you, dude, once you get, once you realize the weed hustle, dude, and you get, you realize that the that the natural that this is the ultimate bong hit. I mean, dude, what's that thing right there? Is there? Look at that thing right there, dude. Where is it? 
I can touch it, dude, if I can find it with my finger. There it is. Look at that. There's a hole in the sky, dude. <laughs> There's a hole in the sky. Look at ET phone home. ET phone home. <laughs> you think I didn't just rip a spiritual bong hit right there, dude? I mean, I'm telling you, man. All that stuff that was that was being handed out at the uh, at the in the little little plastic baggies, dude, and the whole thing, nothing compared to the the four billion foot graphics hit I just took right there, dude. You know, so so again is is yeah, be grateful the weed's changing on you. The weed will turn on you. Oh boy, oh boy, dude. Yeah, and, and, and it's the thing is like, again, I'm just speaking in the terms that the reason that I can be high on life is because I can, because life sucks sometimes. Life is brutal. Life is brutal. And the grace and dignity to be able to get through the brutality of life, that's what it's all about. And I'm reminding myself as I say that right now, it's like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, oh, yeah, like gratitude, like grateful for, grateful for the crappy experiences, right? That's that's where the rubber meets the road. Can you be grateful for the the shit storm that was your life? That's the trick. You know, now it's not about forgetting about it, dude. It's not about turning your back on it, dude. It's about embracing it and making peace with it and and being able to love your story and be like, "Wow, like that was some debauchery and failure and drama, dude." Like, "Woo!" I gave it a, I really gave it a go, dude. And again, that's the thing. Most people are too afraid to burn down their life, dude. And, and those of you who are, who are there like Ben, just give yourself an attaboy for the courage it took to burn down your life and then adjust course a year ago to a new purpose. Like it ain't easy to be like a, like a full lifetime pyromaniac with your life and just burning it down at all turns and then just being like i'm gonna get sober today yeah that's gnarly that u-turn that flipping the script and just going oh dude that's why we stick with it because it just gets different each each step along the way. And then sometimes it sucks for a while and then it gets better and each, but it's just continually getting better and better and better and better, dude. You know, it's the weird thing. Like I can say this is as bad as the, the world's chaos is my life's never been better, dude. Like on a, in a weird way, you know what I mean? Like, on 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 the actual like writing it down on paper my life's never been better both re- in reality emotionally spiritually physically yeah man I, I wish i was getting scoring perfect waves today i didn't though oh well i i i spent all day cleaning up the garage dude sorting out legos dude what a gift. What an abundant gift that was, dude. Because when I got when I got here 13 years ago, I didn't have anything, dude. I mean, I just had a skateboard, a surfboard, a broken down truck, and a bad attitude. That's all I had. I came to this game with that. A bad attitude, an old pickup truck, a funky surfboard, and a funky skateboard. And no 
prospect of a brighter tomorrow. Yeah, that first year thing, I, Ben, I'm thinking about it like, yeah, I wasn't, I, that first, after that first year, I wasn't like, oh, this is rad, dude. Dude, that was the that was like where the real work began because because again is you, you your perception of what happiness is is changing and your perception of what abundance is and prosperity is is changing too. So you made it around the sun, so you you can make it through a day. Yeah, dude, year two and three. Oh, dude, let's not remember like my life didn't get truly awesome till Owl was born. And, you know, I didn't get that without my truly rad wife who just fully challenges me at all times, dude. You know what I mean? She's just the gift that keeps on giving. And I mean that in the most loving, serious, multidimensional way, dude, right? I've had, to, I've had to learn some real deep, deep lessons that only my wife could have taught me. Both beautiful ones and horrifying ones. You know what I mean? But all of them at the end have gotten me to this point where I truly am grateful to have learned forgiveness and dignity and grace and and all the things that we talk about here. You know, yeah, I'm still a lunatic, dude. I'm still like a dude who rants about stuff and 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 ah, wants to go out and like punch holes in the walls dude don't think for a second that just because like i've achieved like some sort of happiness and spirituality i don't wake up some days just fully pissing on my own head just like yeah it sucks ah. <laughs> you know i'm constantly stuck in my head wondering if i made the wrong decision did i make the right decision did i make the wrong decision should i do this better uh why am i you know so so as we come to the end of this everybody just take it easy on yourself to uh truly lily who uh relapsed and's got four days back congratulations stay with it to uh skank hunt who's just detox stick with it to ben to breaking the chains to everyone out there dude it's a team sport dude it's a team sport so please uh you know, reach out for help. Go call someone in your community. Get get in a meeting. Just, I know it seems cliche-ish, but just go to a meeting, dude. And there's Jane Black with her commitment, dude. So, um, again, if you're feeling suicidal, that's a real thing. Please, please seek help. Brendo, thank you. So the, uh, I'm going to give you both the Canadian and the United States suicide prevention line. The United States suicide national suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. And the Canadian suicide hotline. And I would imagine the Canadians like this is a handy number to have. one 833 Four five six four five six six. Canadian suicide hotline number is one eight three three four five six four five six six. Thank you, Kimmy. Thank you, Jane. Look, man, it may not seem like it right now if you're suicidal that you don't have a reason to live. That this is the end. You do. Your life's important. You may not understand how important. But you don't want to be one of these people. And I've been to these funerals the last couple of years where a bunch of people show up to your funeral and are like, bummed you're gone. You count. Somebody loves you out there. 
and you can be of service to somebody. So today is not the day to go out. Today's the day to choose life. And if you need to call someone, please call someone because the people on the other end of that phone know exactly what's good. There's no one at the end of these suicide prevention lines that's, that's not, that doesn't know what it is. And mental health, please reach out to someone. And if you're an alcoholic, drug addict, or a cake eater, or a person with sex issues or whatever, please call the uh, the the hotline numbers out there. There's uh, I only can speak for AA, but uh, wherever you are in the United States, and probably most likely anywhere on the planet, there is an AA central office. You can call that number, and uh, worst case scenario, there's a meeting to go to. If not, there's probably a person on the other end of it who would be more than happy to talk to you and more than happy to, uh, to provide you help. So please, uh, life's a team sport and, um, thank you. God bless you. And let's end it with the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Amen. God has blessed us. Good night.